wind it howled and the thunder it crashed as Paul settled in to record the podcast. He locked up the doors, he turned down the light, determined to enjoy this Halloween night. He browsed his collection, just what would he watch? A hammer, an amicus, or maybe ghost watch. But as he relaxed, there came a strange sound, a murmur, a moaning that echoed all around. His hair stood on end, well, what little he had. As the noise became chanting, was he going mad? But then he heard footsteps outside of his door. The handle it turned, and Paul fell to the floor. With a creak and a whine, the door slowly opened, revealing a figure with a rosary and a cloak on. It shuffled inside, and Paul stifled a cry as it raised its hooded head and looked him deep in the eye. Its mouth, it opened wide. It spoke just five words that drove Paul insane on this night of Sam Benedictine, I bet he does. Welcome to a Halloween edition of Retrospection, unless you're not listening to this around Halloween. Well, it's never never a bad time to get spooky, Colin. I don't know why that petrified me slightly. Yeah, well, it is Halloween. <laughs> it is, yeah. Halloween or not, we're dodging Jason's chopper as we take a look at Friday the 13th, part three from 1982. I think, I think that might not be the last time you hear a chopper joke. There's a helicopters in this film. I miss those. Big ones. Nice. My name's Colin. No, you can't be alive. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Colin, but I am. Isn't that what your doctor usually says to you when you walk through the door? Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, my name's Paul, and Mommy has a reward for you. Hey, you remember when I said I was petrified earlier? <laughs> Times it a thousand. <laughs> IMDB says, having revived from his wounds, Jason Voorhees takes refuge at a cabin near Crystal Lake. As a group of co-eds arrive for their vacation, Jason continues his killing spree. Revived from his wounds? I assume this takes place straight after Friday the 13th Part 2. I think so, and I mean, there's some pretty serious wounds he gets. Not that that matters in these movies, but... No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume, uh, having revived from his wounds is the beginning of the description of every single one of these films, isn't it? <laughs> actually, actually, I think a couple of them he gets revived by lightning or something. <laughs> or something. <laughs> or something, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, lightning or something. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, He's going right. to come back in the first ten minutes, just don't worry about it. <laughs> 
Uh, first few minutes. First few, yeah, not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this film stars Dana Kimmel as Chris, Tracy Savage as Debbie, Richard Brooker as Jason, Gloria Charles as Fox, Rachel Howard as Chili, David Katims as Chuck, Paul Kratka as Rick, Larry Zerner as Shelley, and Catherine Parks as Vera. And it's directed by Steve Miner. Yeah, um, Steve Miner's other credits include Halloween H2O, one of the good Halloween movies. Um, Forever Young, you know the the, um, the Mel Gibson movie? Soul Man mm-hmm. from the 80s. Isn't that... It's about shoes, right? I'm pretty sure that... Doesn't that, um, doesn't that movie feature some questionable blacking up? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's about a white guy pretending to be a black guy. Warlock? No, thanks. <laughs> Just sounded like a question. I think you're right, though. I think I think it's always a good idea to say no yeah. to Warlock. Yeah. yeah. And um, the Fantastic House. Not the TV show with Hugh Laurie, the uh, the horror movie house. Ah. And didn't he also direct uh, episodes of Doogie Howser, MD? He has. He's done a bunch of TV work. So he's, 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 he's a competent director. <laughs> Put that on the poster. <laughs> yes, it's on the front of the poster. The cast as well that you read out, I mean, they're all just there to die. Right? I mean, we're not supposed to care about a single one of them. Oh, well, that's good, because... <laughs> Go on. I didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't. The film was supposed to centre around um, the character that you see in the first ten minutes, Ginny, from mm. the previous movie. Mm. But, um, and it was, it was going to be set in a psychiatric hospital, I think, where um, she was going to be... <laughs> Getting over the trauma from the last movie. Was it the making of it? <laughs> it might well have been. I want you watching it. Uh, apparently, Amy Steele declined to appear in this. Ah, uh, but doesn't she regret declining? That's what I. She does know. now. Yeah, she does later. I, she I watched this. Why? <laughs> Are you giving it? You're, you're, oh, am you're I? Peaking too soon, Colin. It could be just for comedic effect. It could be, it could be, I'm sure it isn't, but it could be. Did you know that the film doesn't actually take place on Friday the 13th? Does it take place on Thursday the 12th? No, it takes place on Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th, because it is literally the day after the previous movie. Ah, alright, does it mention that in the film? Um, It doesn't mention it, I don't think, but I think that's the general idea, is that it takes place the next day. Sounds like something made up by fans, but all right. <laughs> um, to keep the plot secret, the production used the fake title Crystal Japan, which is apparently a David Bowie song. Ah. Oh, and don't they do that for all of the Friday the 13th? They use David Bowie songs? That's right. That's mm. right. Do you think some of the actors were a bit disappointed when they found out that they're actually in a Friday the 13th movie? And not, and not in a and not in a movie called Crystal Japan because that sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. Although some of the people aren't even. I mean, and this comes as a shock to you, I know, Paul. But some of these people, they're not even actors. <laughs> really? You'd never guess. Yeah, like Larry Zerner, he plays Shelley. He was just handing out leaflets. <laughs> he looked out that day, didn't he? Well, you say that. Did he? Uh, did he do anything acting-wise after this? Oh, I didn't. I didn't bother to look it up in case you know. Oh right. I okay. had to gouge my eyes out afterwards. Oh right. Any what? Some of the other ones as well. 
Uh, I, that's the only one I was reading about, really. But I can't. But looking at the standard of acting, it would not surprise me if they'd never acted before. They're all, they're all fairly. I'll use that word again. Competent. Really? Oh, I guess we're gonna. Well, have to, no. I guess. No. I guess we've already encountered our first disagreement on this film. <laughs> well, they're, they're only there for one thing, aren't they? Uh, like, Some of them are there for two things. Yeah, to be killed and. What's the other one? Oguldat. 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 Oh, yeah. right, right. You're talking about Rick, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. said with meaning. A... <laughs> <laughs> are you practicing acting now? He's a beefcake, apparently. Don't look at me like that. Um, the 3D effects um, were supervised by a guy called Martin J. Sadoff. It's an unfortunate name for, for this movie, isn't it? Yeah. Sadoff. And he was actually responsible for coming up with Jason's iconic hockey mask in this movie. Yeah, this is the first time that it's used, right? Which is weird because it's the third film. Yeah, in the second one, I mean, he's not even in the first one until the end when he jumps out of the water. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then the second one, he's just wearing a bag on his head. Right. And that's, yeah, in the intro, you see that. Going back yeah. to the guy's name, Sadoff, that sounds like a kind of competition where two miserable people try to compete against each other without laughing. <laughs> and today are the international Sadoff competitions. All, all you'd have to do for you to win is play this movie again. No, you know what they'd have to play. Oh, don't. No, no. I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks like a Vietnam vet. Don't, no more. I, I can't take it. I can't take it. Okay, okay. We'll lose that. We'll lose that. Um, did, you, did you read, though, why they came up with the hockey mask? No. Oh. Didn't somebody just happen to have one or something? This Sadoff guy, he was a massive hockey fan, and he, apparently he always kept a bag of hockey gear with him wherever he, wherever he went. Why would you do that? In case a spontaneous game of hockey broke out somewhere. But that's a game that requires a lot of padding, right? And equipment. <laughs> it does. It does, yes. It's not like a football. Oh, you fancy yeah. a kick around? Yeah. Oh, I, I've got my hockey gear with me. Hold on, while I just strap up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe it happened. Maybe he got caught short once and he thought, never again. I'm never missing out a game of hockey ever again. Are you caught short? What's going to the toilet got to do with hockey? It's cold, isn't it, if you play it on the ice? That's true. Why would you play it on the ice? Ice hockey. That's oh, a thing, is isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Well yeah. done, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, Sparty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that ice hockey, is that a thing or did I dream it? It's played with dwarfs, right? <laughs> You're not allowed to say that anymore, Paul. You're not, no. Hang on. Am I speaking? <laughs> I'm doing the whole show myself now. <laughs> The fact that he even called it a show is pushing it, but... (laughs) Have you got your hand up my back or something? Uh, No, never. Mm. It's cold and clammy at the moment. My hand? (laughs) Oh, my back. Um, In the original script, apparently, the character of Rick was called Derek, but it was changed because Rick had one less syllable and it made it easier for them to scream. I got a feeling it's just easier for them to remember and say. <laughs> you might be, you might be right. Yeah. I, I, however, though, this film was budgeted at four million, and it made close to thirty-seven million at the box office, so they were doing something right. 
Yep, all us like making fun of it. Look at that. Puts us in our place, right? And they made another 57 of them afterwards, didn't they? Oh, I thought you meant like dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kept going. You know, however, the studio did have to spend another eight to 10 million to actually get the film into the theaters because they had to supply all the projection equipment and they had to train all the staff on how to use it. Because of the 3D? Yeah, because of the 3D. I felt like, well, what, what cinemas are these where they don't know how to thread a film? <laughs> <laughs> where are they playing this film? They chose the 3D. Apparently, they, Paramount hadn't made a 3D movie since 1956. Does, should, should I ask you what that is? <laughs> like your, uh, crack, your crack research, pal? Did you look that up? What's it called, <laughs> pal? 1956. It, it, it had a title. We'll leave it there. Um, ah. What a, what a new film! What a what a film to come back with, though. Yeah, and it, and it's it's very traditional 3D. Oh, it is, and I'm sure we'll talk about it when we get to those moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was chosen though as a, a marketing gimmick, the 3D, because um, <laughs> the producers felt that by the time of the third movie, audiences would have cottoned on to the formula. No. <laughs> it's, it's 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 not hard, is it? Jason, people, kill them. That's it. Done. Yeah. Repeat. Yeah. You get the script, it's just that. Maybe that's where Marvel get the idea from. Ooh. Well, well, a Marvel joke from you. From the fanboy. Yeah, it's bitchy of me, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Stan Winston sculpted a version of Jason's face as well, but it was only used in a couple of shots. Why was it only used in a couple of shots? Any reason that you know of? No, I presume that they just didn't want to show it too much, probably because yeah. I can't imagine it not being good. I mean, it was Stan Winston, but maybe they just—that's what I was to, thinking. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to show the face too often because maybe they, maybe because it was good, <laughs> it didn't fit with the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's like that's 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 going to stick out like a sore thumb, <laughs> and there's the sore thumbs galore in this film. There, there are yes. <laughs> That's enough information about that. You can't say I didn't do my due diligence on it. No, you really read IMDb well. I went to Wikipedia as well. Oh, ooh, pushing the boat out. I know. Just like she does at the end of the film. True. Mm. So we begin with the Paramount logo, and then we get simple white text on a black background. Yes. Sorry, you're looking as if you've seen a ghost. In the corner of your room. No, I was staring at the computer screen. Oh, it's over there, is it? I've got a computer here. I've got my tablet there, and there's another tablet in front of me, and there's a microphone here and a microphone here. All right, Moses. (laughs) It's a logistic nightmare, Colin. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Tablets everywhere. Mm. That was the Moses gag. Didn't know if you got it. No, I did get it, yes. Oh, just checking. Yeah. (laughs) So you see a young woman running through the woods. She's from the previous film, yes? Yeah, was this confusing for you? Coming in at the end of the last movie, if you hadn't seen the last movie? Uh, not not confusing, but I didn't make the connection to the previous film. I just thought it was like, you know, like a James Bond type intro where where some where this obviously has happened in the past. Yes. But yeah. I didn't know it was from the previous film. Like, so it didn't confuse me. Like how we jump into um, like an Indiana Jones movie where he's just finishing up the his previous adventure kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
She's covered in dirt and she's frantic. She finds a wooden shack and screams for help. Then she sees the figure chasing her. She bursts the door with a thick branch. The figure bangs on the door. She turns to look at the room and screams because around her are bodies and a couple of heads. Not together. Separate. One of them is placed on a pile on a sweater and surrounded by candles. I'm getting an anxiety attack here, the way you're reading this, but it's good. It's good. I like it. The figure on the other side of the door starts using an axe, not a guitar. <laughs> Actual axe. <laughs> that, that would be a turn up, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. yeah. The figure is breaking through. She puts on the old sweater. The figure enters carrying an axe with a cloth bag over his head. The girl says, Jason, you've done your job well. Mummy is pleased. Jason starts to see the face of a figure transposed over the girl. That's a good boy. Come to mummy, she continues. That was even creepier than when I said it, but okay. <laughs> Don't like that at all. I mean, she does look a bit like she... his decomposing mother, doesn't she? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And he's only got one eye, so, you know, one good eye. Aye, aye. Jason steps closer. He raises his axe. Jason, mother is talking to you, she shouts. Confused, Jason slowly lowers the weapon. She urges him to get on his knees. Which is weird, right? When is his mum urging him to get on his knees? And why is she? Why is she? Yeah, yeah. why? Yeah. Mm. Mm. We'll leave that. Mm -hmm. She raises the knife. As she does so, she steps slightly to one side, revealing the head behind her. It's the head of his mother. And seeing this breaks the spell he's under. As she swipes down with the blade, Jason blocks it with his axe and the blade is knocked from her hands. He catches her leg with the weapon, cutting her open. She screams. A man enters yelling, Ginny! Then he starts fighting with Jason. Ginny picks up the blade and hits Jason from behind on the back of his head. He collapses. Ginny stirs in horror. A boyfriend urges her to leave. She pulls the hood off of Jason, but we don't see anything. Just a reaction. On their faces. I can't remember where you actually do see the face in the previous movie and they just cut it out of this one. I have a feeling, sneaking suspicion no. that you do. No, I wouldn't know. Oh, no, I don't. I'm asking the wrong person, really, aren't I? But... Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. But Jason isn't dead. And this is the point where the film switches into 3D. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, right here. He moves the blade and pulls himself along the ground. The camera zooms onto his mother's head. And for some reason, we get a disco track. <laughs> now this theme tune, it's great, isn't it? I mean, you could dance around the room to this, couldn't you? Yeah, it is a good track. Now, they, they should have kept this music as Jason's theme tune for, throughout the whole of the Friday the 13th franchise. You oh, think? Yeah. Disco Not Jason. Disco Jason, Saturday Night Bleeder. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be good if they said it in the 70s. Oh, well, I suppose we're in, what, we're in 81? 82, it's, it's close, close, right? It feels yeah, like the 82. 70s. It's close. It feels like the 70s. Yeah, yeah. He's just walking down the street. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And the credits, are, the credits are really good in 3D. They zoom out the screen. I can imagine they are. They're very Superman, the movie credit-like, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, like inches from your nose. Mm -hmm. It's the way I like my credits. Inches from your nose. Do, yep. do you kneel down in front of the screen 
when you're watching a 2D movie then just so that they're in just 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 during the credits yeah and then I sit yeah. back between yeah. each one so I'm constantly moving backwards and forwards with my face pressed against so the screen so it looks like yeah. they're flying into your face yeah oh, interesting interesting yeah very disappointed if a film has no credits. Well, I mean, especially TV these days, that's the way, isn't it? No credits usually is, is what you're stuck with these days. You must be very disappointed. I make my own. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. All right, okay. Yeah. How do you do that then? Yeah. Uh, a large knife and blood. Okay, so these... Uh... <laughs> These these Superman credits. It's Halloween, Paul. Oh yeah, of course. Blood, yes, lots of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nighttime, and we slow track in on Crystal Lake Grocery Store, or a general store. Not quite sure what kind of store it is, but it's a store. I'll tell you what kind of store it is. It's a shithole. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. There's laundry hanging on the line. Crickets chirping. A man called Harold walks through the laundry and knocks over one of the poles holding the clothes up. A woman, his wife, yells at him. God damn, Harold, I spent all day yesterday washing your clothes. Look what you're doing. It's like Robert De Niro's in the room all of a sudden. <laughs> Amazing. Why, has it gone miserable? <laughs> I'm not sure what her problem is because no clothes actually touch the ground. No. No. Also... She spent all day washing. I hate to point out, but there's not actually many clothes on that line. It's mostly sheets it, it and towels. It is predominantly sheets and towels, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't stop nagging him as he replaces the pole. She doesn't. She doesn't. And 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 he, as he's replacing the pole, doesn't he wiggle it in front of the camera? Wiggle what? Oh, the his pole. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so you can. Yeah, he points it. It comes straight <laughs> yeah. out. The there's screen. a lot of that yeah. in this, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. The scenes that are just totally for that 3D effect. One of my favorite ones is, uh, is, that's going to come up later is the yo-yo scene. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Although there is another yes, one as well is. that serves yes. no purpose. So she's wearing a nightdress and her hair is mm -hmm. in curlers. It's late and she's knitting. But her full face up makeup is immaculate she's heavily made up yeah yeah for someone who's just sitting yeah. around at night yeah who's uh, meant to be yeah. sort of, i mean the the pair of them are supposed to be slobs aren't they mm -hmm. yes yeah she's watching tv and hearing about bodies being found strewn around crystal lake campground she hears a sound outside and she sees a figure walking she thinks it's harold she goes out to the laundry with her basket the figure watches her. And while she's doing the laundry, she's moaning about Harold not finishing the job of taking the laundry in. Although, quite frankly, it looks like he didn't even bother starting it because no, everything's still off. there. No. He's just not, Doesn't she yeah. at one point start berating him on his uh, sloppy habits? Yes. Yeah. 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 He used to be a nun. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Took me a second. Oh, uh, I guess really. He was, I guess he wasn't a nun. I guess he would have been a monk, wouldn't he? I wonder what kind of monk he was. Benedictine? I bet he does. There we go. We got it in. We got it in. It's going to be on mugs at some point. Mugs, t-shirts. Yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... Whatever they've got you making in prison, Paul, put the logo <laughs> on. I think you should get it tattooed across your chest. Probably only fit, Benny Dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
would uh, raise too many questions. It would, it would, yeah. <laughs> Best leave it there. Hey? Yeah, but Betty Dick, I Betty. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense anyway. Now it makes even less sense. <laughs> was Benny Dick Benny King's long lost brother? He was, yeah. Yeah. So who was Betty? A sister. Oh, okay. Long lost. He didn't know. They dated and then they found out on Jerry Springer show. Well, back in those days, I mean, you know. Didn't matter, did it? No, no. 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 What was that, Paul? Good old days. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a sister. There's so many places you could go with that and I'm not going to. I know, to. I was waiting to see what you... I left she the door could... open and you didn't step through, so it's fine. No, no, I, I gently shut it. Yes. And then, 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 then patted it gently with my hand. The, the door, stay shut. <laughs> she glimpses the figure again and still believes it's Harold. She goes back inside. Meanwhile, Harold is in the store. He feeds his fish... He finds the fish food is tasty, even though he runs a general store that he appears to help himself with anything anyway. So why would you? I mean, you wouldn't catch me trying one of my dog's dog. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. Let's move on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also pretty sure he's not using the proper health and safety in this shop. No, because, well, we'll get to it. But behind him in the window, a silhouette of a figure can be seen. And then... He spots his rabbit sitting in the vegetables. Yeah. Munching on a carrot, I think. Yeah. He picks it up. Then, like you said, he opens up a jar of peanuts, scoops some from it, closes the lid, puts it back on the shelf, drinks from an orange juice bottle, eats a donut. (laughs) Yeah, he puts a half-eaten donut back in the box, doesn't he? I'm more concerned with the backwash from that drink as well. Yeah, yeah. His wife catches him. And chastises him for eating the food because he has to lose weight. She also tells him to put the filthy animal back where it belongs. I think she's talking to Harold, not the rabbit at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Could be confusing. Yeah. Harold takes the rabbit to his pen in another shed. Inside, he finds all his other rabbits have been mutilated. He peers into the hutch. Suddenly, a snake rears at him, sending Harold running from the shed. What? Yeah. Why is it? Why is there a snake suddenly in the film? Yeah, and it um, doesn't it leap into the camera? Yeah, it does mm. on a wire. On a wire, yeah. It's rubber. So, did, it? so did the rubber snake kill the rabbits? Jason didn't kill them. I guess so. Or yeah. Did Jason kill them? So this is totally nothing to do with mm. Jason. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. He runs into the house, and his wife said, it's all that crap you've been stuffing yourself with. How does she know he's running for the toilet? He doesn't tell her. No, he doesn't. But that is where he's heading. It is. But, all right, so it's a good guess on her part. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's done this before. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe mm-hmm. he's already always running to the loo. She sits down and has to look for her other knitting needle. Oh, where could that be? Hmm. Harold is taking a poop. Well, that's what he is doing, yes. <laughs> yep. He takes gulps from a whiskey bottle that he hides out there. <laughs> what? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I don't know how my booze in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah, but you were sat there, you went, oh, my God, this man's a genius. <laughs> now, where can I hide it? <clears throat> I mean, the system never gets opened. <laughs> Keep it cool as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Now. I'm not going to oh, do it. Oh, no, right. No, no, no. no. This toilet looks like a corrugated iron shed. I think that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Oddly, it has a fire extinguisher. Yeah, of all the things to have in this absolute crap hole of a toilet and house. I mean, I've done, I've done some fiery dumps in my time, <laughs> but I've never needed to put them out. Yeah, I wonder what it's there for. Don't know. Weird. I'd like to point out as well that when he gets up in a minute, he doesn't wipe. That's true. He doesn't. Does he even wash his hands? No. Don't wash his hands? No. No. He is a slob, you're right. <clears throat> exactly. Harold sees movement from dirty drapes that cover shelves of food. He pushes the drapes back, but there's nothing there. He hears a noise and opens a door. Jason plunges a chopping knife into his chest. That's what he does. Meat cleaver death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the house, his wife hears something. She goes looking for Harold while she's looking, she screams, and she sees a, a white rat which appears to be walking a tiny gangplank, like it's some kind of pirate mouse. <laughs> oh, pirate mouse! That would be amazing. Little hats on, eye patch. Yeah. Cutlass. Eye patch, yeah. 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 Oh, I'd watch that. Would you? Yeah, write it, Colin. Pixar well, would a, love a, that. A whole series about, well, a film about... Mouse pirates. Mouse pirates. That's what you could call it. Mouse pirates. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Oh, I'd watch it. And also, that mouse comes right out the screen as well. Yeah, it's they're they're really. We, I mean, the film the film proper has been on for what five minutes at this point, not counting the the previous stuff from the first. Oh God, at, at least yeah, yeah. And we've already had what four or five instances of 3D so far. <laughs> they're really going for it. Aren't yeah. They? Yep. As she backs away from it, a hand reaches out through a door window and then pushes the lost knitting needle through the back of her head. So I actually got a note about the running time. So both of these characters are dead. We're over 15 minutes into the film in total, including the intro. Mm -hmm. And we haven't actually met anybody important to the story. No, no. It almost, okay. I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like... They'd shot the rest of the movie and then realised they were too short. So we need we need something at the beginning just to, to pad it out. Oh, we'll just do this little scene with, with Jason killing these two random people. That'll be all right. Right. Won't it? Feels like that. Yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah. So we cut to a suburban neighbourhood. Kids are outside playing baseball. A van pulls up. Inside are Shelley, Andy, Chris, a woman, a Debbie. Now, we've talked about the acting, but quite frankly, all these people are to acting what I am to Rocky Mountain goat herding. Useless is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you usually want it's... every single one of these people in these films to die. And this is absolutely no exception, is it? I don't know, because even wanting them to die means they actually imprinted <laughs> some effect on you. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, you, you hate them. That's an emotion they've created. That's very true. These people don't even create anything. <laughs> No, no, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I am pretty sure that at some point in this, I am going to get the names wrong. 
Do you know what I was just going to say? Did you have trouble with the names? Because yeah, I had to look. They're all look interchangeable, aren't research. they? They're all interchangeable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all stereotypes as well, aren't they? I mean, you get that in all these kind of films. But you know, you've got the the sexy girl, the free spirited girl, the jock, the goofy one, um, the shy one, the stoners. You know, the <laughs> worst Spice Girls ever. Yeah, they had to rethink that one, didn't they? It's a good job they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine being Stoner Spice. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all dancing, and then Stoner Spice is just like sat, Connor, <laughs> <laughs> just 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 can't be bothered. That's probably the best job to have. Yeah, yeah, you could be Stoner Spice. You don't have to learn any dance routines. You don't even have to sing, really. Well, then again, they didn't sing, did they? But you know, um, no, no. Yeah, I'd do it. And it I should should point out I am saying Stoner Spice, not Stone A Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case I was confused. You could picture me as a, as a Spice Girl, couldn't you? Wearing that um, Union Jack dress. Union Jack. That Jerry wore. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, she was fat and old, wasn't she? <laughs> you can't say that, Colin. You can't say that. Can I not? But you did. Oh, so, right. yeah. As Debbie, Chris, and Andy walk to a house, behind them, Shelley is sneaking up, dressed like a murderer of a knife and a mask. One of his many japes that we will get to see. Ugh. Although we see it, for some reason, they don't. They don't, no. They've got no peripheral vision at all, these characters. <laughs> no. In, in the no. whole of this movie. No. Yep. He stabs Andy with a fake knife and royally pisses him off. Why do you have to be such an asshole, says Andy. Not an asshole, replies Shelley. I'm an actor. Which is, is ironic, really, isn't <laughs> That's it? That's very ironic. So this is the guy that you were talking about with the leaflets, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does it show? Nope. Nope. Apparently Andy has fixed Shelley up with a date and they're going to meet her now. Just be yourself, says Andy. Would you be yourself if you look like this? So this guy has some issues, right? He's got a few, yeah. Which... which in fairness, at least he's got something. As opposed to most of the other people in this movie, is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Isn't it interesting? Isn't it, isn't it interesting that they gave the the most character to the actor who isn't an actor? Do you think that's some kind of meta statement that the producers are making about the state of acting in the 80s or no i think it's just the case that, that when they got them all together they realized that he was the best of the, of the lot <laughs> and he's got no skills whatsoever mm. so they knock on the door and tell the lady who answers that they're here to pick up vera but the woman is vera's mum, and she informs them that vera is not going she shuts the door and we hear shouting vera appears and she's ready to go the others ask her if everything is all right Yes, says Vera, just your basic old-fashioned mother problems. Which, other than being a wink to Jason, doesn't actually go anywhere. No, it doesn't. Because this, this never comes back at all. No. no. Vera is introduced to a date, Shelley, who is still wearing the mask. She's not impressed. It's her loss. Oh, you like Shelley? He's got a rubber knife. What's not fun about a rubber knife? Oh, that's all it takes for you is a rubber knife. <laughs> well, it's not all it takes. I'd like a little bit more. No. But it's a good start. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. it's, a, it's a stab in the right direction. Very good, yes. 
But then Chris spots smoke coming out of the van and thinks it's on fire. They run over to it. But it turns out to be two more members of the Scooby gang, Stoners Chuck and Chili, using bongs. Chuck's about 45 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's living the he's dream. He's living the dream. And he's, and he's Chili, who I'm guessing is his partner or wife or girlfriend or whatever. She's about half his age. Ah, there you go. Yeah. On the way to the cabin, they start showing the weed and it's revealed that Debbie is pregnant, which, again, goes is of no importance whatsoever. No. no. I was waiting. I, I thought, oh, we're going to get a scene where Jason cuts the baby out of a stomach. That's what I was going to say. I was racking my brain thinking, am I remembering this wrong? Is, there, is that scene in this movie? But no, 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 because it just goes away. Well, yeah. But she doesn't look pregnant. She certainly does not. Well. Behind them, sirens start and they see police cars approaching. Panicking, they start eating the weed and trying to hide it. Like, I, I don't think that works. I don't think that policeman's going to come up and go, you've been smoking weed. They're like, no. So like all over the face and running down the, between the teeth. They're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Carry on then. Can't and there's smell a big cloud of smoke in the, in, the, in the car as well. So, that's yeah. true, yeah. 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 Uh, so it doesn't matter that they're trying to hide it because the cops just drive on past. They weren't chasing no, them or anything. It's, a, it's one of the many uh, fake-outs that are in this film. There's lots of them. Yes, mm -hmm. there is. Yeah. The cops are actually dealing with the murders at the convenience store. That's right. And uh, teenagers drive past. Suddenly along the journey, they have to break sharply as there is a man lying in the street. He turns out to just be asleep. They help him up, and then he takes out an eyeball. He found it, he says. Yeah. And for some reason then picked it up and You're kept it. You're looking confused, Colin. Why? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I can accept that maybe he found mm -hmm. an eyeball. There's probably body parts littered all over the place with Jason wandering around. Why would you pick it up and keep it? Um, maybe he collects eyeballs. Ah, mm -hmm. okay. You know, like some soldiers in Vietnam used to collect ears. Did they? Apparently. Okay. I've seen Universal Soldier, I know. Um, uh, yeah. Maybe it's, it's, it's like that. He's got a nice eyeball necklace well, and he's just missing the right one for the centerpiece. And this is what he's got. Well, this is the thing. That'll be a frustrating collecting hobby because you need a purr of everything. That's true. That's true. You'd never have... <clears throat> can you imagine if you found two eyeballs of the same... Head, you'd be like, "Oh yes, gold dust, got a pair," <laughs> and then all your collections got like random eyes, and you can't match them up. Yeah, what do you do then? You got to start again. Well, you just keep going until you find a pair that's the right color. You have like a color chart on the wall. That's a lot of work, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, well, collecting is, Paul. That's true. That is very true. If it's if you're collecting and it's not a lot of work, you're not collecting. You're harding. That's, that is very true. That is good advice. Very good advice. Wasn't bad, was it? Was, it? it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've lost where I am. Oh, yeah. So the guy says, Look upon this omen. I have warned thee. And then he dangles it in the camera. Mm, he does. I have warned thee. That's very good, Colin. The kids run off and drive away, and we never see him again. He's kind of a throwback to the creepy warning guy in the first movie, I think. 
Oh, he, he, do you know why? He reminded me of like the old guy in the Scooby. Yes. Because they remember the Scooby gang, and then you always get the old guy going, ah, there's a ghost, and he's going to get you. Yeah, it is that fun. All, all of these <laughs> are probably the first. Very good. Ghost. Uh, 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 <laughs> they are, very good. They are, um, they are very much Scooby-Doo plots in a lot of ways. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. Except the killer's real. Yes. Or is he? Mm. No, he is. No, 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 he is. No. Finally, they reach Higgins Haven, which is not from Magnum P.I. No. Because no. that, that would be fun. Different. Yeah. Wow. Somebody is watching them from a cabin. Chris enters while the others go down to the lake. She finds the door is open. Somebody grabs her. But it turns out to be Rick, her old boyfriend. Yep. Fake out number two. Yeah. Chris says he feels like it's been forever since she's been there, but it's only been two years. Rick's a bit pushy. <clears throat> In a 1980s way, so it was probably quite common back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. And Chris tells him to slow down. She wants time to get to know him again and to get to know the place again. So there's some backstory that we don't know yet, but there's something going on here. We we do get a little bit more of this later, don't we? Yeah, yeah. We get the we get a bit more, and then we get the full explanation. Right, yeah. yeah, they go outside to grab the bags. Chris finds the door of the van open. She reaches in to take a bag. A hand grabs her. Oh, it's just Shelley. <laughs> Gosh, is he growing on you, Colin? Is he growing on you? Uh, like like a yeah. mold. <laughs> He hasn't gone skinny dipping because apparently he's not skinny enough. That's that's very uh, weightist, isn't it? It's also not what skinny means in skinny dipping. No, but, I know. Yeah. It's quite a good line. But it's all right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chris shows him around the cabin. She looks out the window and sees the door of the barn closing. Hmm. Weird. She then shows a friend that the only bed in the room is a hammock. I'd take a hammock. They're quite comfy, actually. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You should have a. You could get one in your garden. Oh, here we go. Here in the we summer. Go. No, you could. You know, a hammock in your any, garden. Any more garden furniture you'd like me to get for you next time you, you come and stay? <laughs> well, what was the you, other You want me to get one of those um, swinging. Um, Oh, a, a swing, swing chair. chair. To be fair, if you've got a hammock, you don't need a swing chair. They're very similar in concept. I think I'd rather have a swing chair, thinking about it now. Yeah, probably, because you can sit yeah. up and read, and you can't really yeah. in a hammock. Okay. Yeah. yeah, get on it. All right. Is it, is it, Rick, is so, it me so that, as well, or is the dialogue in this film most of it shit? Just checking with you. Well, it is, it is you. Definitely can confirm that, but it is Thank also you. shit. Just checking. Yeah. So they're outside now and they're at the barn and Rick is helping with a block and rope, block and pulley system to haul hay bales into the tops of the barn. Why are they doing this? Maybe he needed to work out. He needed an excuse to take his top off. I don't think he needs to, that as an excuse to take his top it's off. It's a bit weird if he... he... He strikes me as a guy who just takes it off whenever. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. Judging from his uh, technique yeah. with women, that's probably right, yeah. Yeah, because 
She says she hasn't been there for two years. So have her parents been going back? Yeah, because... Or have they not been there for two years? I don't know, because this house years? looks maintained, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. And also, if those bales have been sat outside for two years... Yeah, they'd have got wet at one point, wouldn't they? And, well, yeah. they were ravaged. That's true. That's true. I don't know. She does say that, doesn't she say that her parents always talks about getting in a horse, but he never actually materialised. They just yeah. bought the hay, con- continuously amounts, kept buying I think that hay. is the, the actual explanation, Colin, yes. <laughs> okay. Suddenly, they hear a scream. They run to the house. They split up and Chris finds one of the rooms locked. She kicks it open. She hears a thump. She opens the cupboard door. Shelley has an axe embedded in his head with blood dripping down his face. He falls out onto the floor. Chris screams, but Shelley... <laughs> oh, Shelley. Uh, got me again. Yeah, you, you scamp. It's just playing another prank. Chris is furious with him. Has he never heard of this, the tale of the boy who cried wolf? He, yeah, no, I guess not. That's going to come yeah. back and bite him later, isn't it? A wolf is going to come back and bite Sadly him. not, because that would be quite interesting. But ah, hmm. yeah, Shelley would be the first one offered up to Jason, though. Well, you mean if, if they, they had, had a choice? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd no be pushing him out so. front, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's big, so he'd be like, "Hack away, mate. Go to go to town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Knock your socks off. <laughs> We're running this way." So they're all angry with Shelley. Vera says she has to go to town and has to mm-hmm. borrow Rick's car, VW Beetle. And then Shelley chases her down and has to go with her. At first, she drives away. But then, yeah, she has second thoughts and agrees. Yeah. I mean, at one point in this film, she seems to like him a little bit, doesn't she? Well, like you said, yeah. he's growing okay. on her. Got to grow on somebody. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chris and Deb are out walking. Chris is still annoyed about Shelley, but Deb reminds her that Shelley doesn't know what happened to Chris at the cabin before. This is mm. a little bit more, so we know mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. happened. Meanwhile, at the grocery store, Deb hasn't got enough money, so asks Shelley to pay. As he tosses his wallet to her, she drops it, and a biker chick called Fox picks I it up. I thought it was very good that the convenience store seemed to have a copy of the soundtrack playing as well, in the background. Yeah. Ah, yeah, we really? Hear the funky Didn't notice that. Coming from the speakers in the in the in the store, oh. um, this gang of leather-clad nerdwells that turn up. All we need is for the A team to come and sort them out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Th- these bikers are about as tough as Arville the duck. <laughs> Ugh, I hate that duck. <laughs> Cuddles? No, not right now. We're doing a podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not. They're not very frightening. Or. Uh, Tough. They're not. They they did remind me of something from from an eighties TV show. You know, they always had that episode, yeah. didn't they? Where the, there was the biker gang that needed to be dealt with. Yes, yeah, it was like something like that. absolutely. But they could only afford three in the, in, in this movie. Yeah, it's it's not a gang. No. It's, 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 no. Fox makes Vera ask nicely for the wallet back, and they pay for the groceries and get out the store. Deb makes Shelley drive. As he starts the car, one of the bikers, Ali, steps outside. Panicking, Shelley reverses the car and knocks over the bikes. As Shelley tries to put the car in gear, Ali uses a chain to smash the windscreen. What, why do they stop? I mean, he's only got a chain. They stop. Yeah. They just drive around him. What's he, 
What's he going to do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe he got, you know, well, he panics. He gets upset. He was all, he was all flushed because of the chain. He should be flushed. Because of the chain. Yeah, no, I got it. That's flushing the toilet. That's why I, chain uh, yeah. flushing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on form tonight, everyone, isn't he? So Shelley drives away, but then he stops, turns the car around, and smashes into the bikes, leaving Ali yelling at him. The way he shouts and gesticulates after the car when they drive away, it reminded me of, um, you know, Yosemite Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's shaking yeah. his fist and pounding the floor. Right. You goddamn vomits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you crazy yeah. kids. Again, yeah, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It Scooby-Doo. Does. Yeah. Yeah. We cut back to the camp and Andy's playing with a yo-yo. He is. He's dangling it right over um yeah you know, into the camera yeah oh uh, yeah i like how you didn't say who it was because you couldn't remember the name of whoever that character is right is it is debbie isn't it is it debbie i think yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah i think so yeah as vera and shelley drive past the burn we see a figure standing in its open doorway mm. rick is annoyed by the state of his car He's had enough and wants to leave. Chris tells him to stay with her and he relents and asks her to get in the car and they drive away. All of this is watched by the figure. Getting anxiety again. Got medication for that, pal. Apparently it's called Budweiser. Andy and Deb decide to go swimming. Deb says she'll meet Andy down there while she grabs the towels. And then she does and she heads off. From around the van, Fox, Ali and Loco appear. Now those are the three Mm -hmm. bikers, Mm -hmm. remember? For some reason, Fox suddenly doesn't want to do whatever they've planned. Her, her whole character has suddenly changed. Well, she likes a barn. Well, that yeah, but also like she's like, oh, we shouldn't be really doing this, you know. But she was tough. She was the tough one in the previous That's scene. That's true. That's true. What what is their plan anyway? Uh, I assume they're stealing all the gas from the van for their bikes, and then the the then the the. Uh, heroes, teenagers, whatever you want to call them, are trapped. Right. And have okay. to walk. As, as plans, as revenge goes, it's not much of a plan, is it, really? I mean, I wondered whether they were going to use, no. the, use the gas to, to burn something down. Whoa, hold on, Mr. Arsonist. That's a bit out of order, isn't it? What? Well, that, they knock his bikes over, so we'll burn you alive. It would have, it would have cemented them See, as being we, villains, wouldn't it? You know, they're giving them some, something. It's a little like. Ex- a little extreme. It's like even even Jason's going, whoa there. Calm down, lads. And lasses. <laughs> Calm down. Lads and lasses. <laughs> yeah. Knock it off. Little, you're, going, uh, you're going a little too yes. far. <laughs> so they're going to siphon the petrol mm-hmm. from the van. Fox sees the burn and goes in to yeah. have a look. For some reason, she kicks over some hay and then starts touching things and but has she never seen a burn? Doesn't she live in this area? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Yes, there's quite a lot, probably quite a lot of burns in this area, isn't there? I mean, they're out in the sticks. Yeah, she yeah. must have grown up yeah. around them. Yeah. Or is she from the city and also decided to go out? The three bikers have decided to go camping. Possibly. I mean, I mean, would you would you have a lot of bikers in this kind of rural area? Really. Maybe they have oh. come from the city then. I don't. 
Yeah, who knows? You know, we're, we're, we're getting into very in-depth into this, aren't we? <laughs> Always do. Do we? All right. Yeah. I don't know why. She hears a sound, turns, and trips, almost impaling herself on a mm. pitchfork. She then decides to go to investigate the hayloft. For some reason. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying hello to the loft, isn't it? Saying hello to the attic. <laughs> hey, loft. How you doing? Good. She, lo- she loves straw and hay. Is that, oh, mm. is that what it is? That's why she's going up there. It's a big it mistake. Is. Loco goes to find her and discovers Fox swinging on the block and pulley. You know, having fun, yeah. right? Swinging in and out. Woo! But then suddenly she's gone. The rope is just yeah. swinging back and forth, yeah. empty. Loco, hmm, he's a bit confused, so he goes into the band to try and find her. Stop screwing around, he says as he looks for her. He climbs up into the hayloft and discovers her pinned to a wooden beam with a pitchfork right through her throat. Loco turns. But before he can run, another pitchfork is pushed into his stomach. He melts his death scene, this guy, as well, doesn't he? Pint and a half. <laughs> Ali starts to look for them. He thinks they're messing around. He goes into the barn and the body of Loco falls right on top of him. He gets up as a figure attacks him. Ali is knocked over. The figure, and I want you to mm-hmm. remember this, then smashes Ali with a wrench. That's right. That's multiple right. Multiple times. He does. Yes. Yeah. Although, to be honest, it looks like he's smashing the floor next to him, but we'll, we'll go with smashing. Well, that'll be that one eye again. He's got poor depth perception, hasn't he? <laughs> but, but, yeah, right. <laughs> he's just, okay. <laughs> we got to say Outside. that these gang members, or whatever they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. again, like that, um, the shop owners at the beginning, they're just added to up the body count, aren't they? That's all they're here for. They serve no purpose yes. other than yeah. to die. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, absolutely. Outside, Deb and Andy are coming back from their swim. The killer watches. Are they going to enter the barn? But Deb changes her mind at the last second and goes back into the house. We cut to night. Rick and Chris are sat outside. Rick says he couldn't live anywhere else. It loves the quiet. Chris says, oh, this quiet can be deceiving. Rick asks Chris, why did you come back here? Reasonable question, mate. Reasonable question. It is. It is. Chris is kind of irritating, right? Um, She's always moaning. Irritating? What? She's always moaning and complaining. She's always... One minute she's, she's, she's nice to Rick. Then she's, then she's not. Then she's nice to him again. Oh, I get the feeling you're working out some issues with Paul. <laughs> Can you can you save your therapy for your uh, therapist? No, all I'm saying is she she's an irritating character. Is what I'm saying. Okay, all right, all right, right, right. Okay, I'll I'll invoice you the bill. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Chris says it's to prove something to herself, to prove she's stronger than she thinks she is. Rick asks, "What about them? How does he break through the barrier she's put up?" So the two stoners are zonked out on the couch inside. Yep. While Shelley and Andy are having a 3D juggling competition as the girls look on, thoroughly bored. 
Eventually, Debbie lures Andy away with promises of better things to do with his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like paper mache animals or blow football. Something like that. You blow football, don't you use your mouth more than your hands? I mean, that's why it's called blow football. Yeah, but you make the, you make the little the little sticks, don't you? Or the goal? No, you make those. You get little straws. Stick them together. Maybe we no just, one's doing that with your hands. Maybe we just play blow football drastically different. Yeah, you play the cheap version, the poor person's version. <laughs> we, my version, my version had a full stadium. We had a crowd and everything. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. I was always doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they go and they leave Shelley with Vera. Vera tells Shelley how good a juggler he is, and he tries it on a bit with her. How do you kill a circus? I don't know. How do you kill a circus? Go for the juggler. <laughs> anyway, she <laughs> she, <laughs> she cuts him off completely, going outside for some pressure. Yeah, but she says we'll come back. She'll come. I'll come back and we'll have a chat. She does, but that doesn't happen. No. Well, no. As she walks around the cabin, and Shelley stokes the fire inside, we see, as you've been referring to him, a figure. But we all know who it is, so I'm just going to start using his name now, okay? I think we all know who this figure yeah, that, is. Yeah, 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 it's Freddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no? that would be amazing. No. We see Jason, and he's watching him through the window. We cut to Andy and Debbie discussing the words and hows of Rompy Pompey in a hammock. How do we do it, he asks. Well, she replies, first we take our clothes off, then you get on top, or, or I could get on top of you. That did make me chuckle, I have to say. That yeah. Mm. yeah. And then we get boobs. We do, yeah. Yeah. Outside, Chris is still what? Outside. How old how old are you? <laughs> old enough to Ooh, we get boobs. Old enough to say boobs. Outside, Chris is still whinging at Rick, telling the story about how she fought with her parents after a date and got a slap from her mum. Yeah, yeah. She ran off and she ran and she ran into the woods. And we get a flashback. One of those watery, shimmery flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. And apparently she was chased by Jason once. Dragged off. That's right. Dragged off by him. She ran and ran from a psychopathic man. She ran for her life because he had a big knife. But apparently Jason didn't kill her for some reason. No. Uh, do we know why? No. Did she fought him no. off? She, she, he, he, the last time we see, the last thing that we see is she gets dragged off by Jason and then she says that she blacked out and she woke up in her bed and everyone behaved as if it never happened. That's right. She, she went home and her parents had not only don't care, they'd moved. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly... The car headlights go out. Now, this car is actually a VW Beetle, isn't it? Yeah, mention yeah, that. Um, I just kept thinking of it as the love bug every time I saw it. It's a... Yeah, what a great crossover. <laughs> yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Oh, you know, what you do is you make like make it like a Christine. Oh, yeah. Actually, they should have used a VW because it's got a big mouth. <laughs> Exactly. Herbie versus Jason. Forget your Freddy versus Jason. Herbie versus Jason. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. 
I, I like that. Yeah, it would. Yeah, just slicing and dicing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the car, Herbie, has got a flat battery. Mm. Back with the stoners, and Chuck wakes up. He goes outside to the outhouse for a number two. He does, yeah. He's a bit worried, but, you know, a man's got to go when he's got to go. So he, he gets down to doing his thing. I think I think women have to go when they have to go too, Paul. I don't think it's just a man's thing. Is that right? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure even animals have to go when they have to go. Well, all right. Thank you for explaining it to me. <laughs> Back in the cabin, Chili wakes up and she starts looking for him. But he's mid-poop, sucking down a huge spliff. Is he mid-poop? I always felt that he didn't really have time to do anything. Well, in a minute, he gets up again and he doesn't wipe. That's... Right, that's why I thought, oh, he hasn't done anything. You'd still, you'd still have a cursory wipe, though, wouldn't you? Even if you didn't think you'd done anything. Because you never know. You do know? What do you mean you don't know? Do you mysteriously well, you poop and you don't know? Bit, might be a bit, a bit leaky or... Just walking down or... the street? No, if you've, if, you've, Get if you've dropped your trousers and you're sat on the toilet and you've tried but nothing's yeah. come... You should still give it a wipe because you never know whether it's got a bit moist down there, do you? Oh, okay. There's a lot of information there, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Suddenly, the outhouse starts to shake. We've all had poops like this, haven't we? Yep. Yep, yep. And he goes out to look around. He notices a figure, Jason, walking into the barn. Why is it with people walking in and out of this barn in this movie? That's all people do, isn't it? It seems to be. Yeah. It's like a hot spot. <laughs> That's right. It's like, it's like centre of attention in the whole area. But Chuck thinks that this is probably Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just they're just like have, have you have you have you been have you been to the uh, the barn? Barn? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you, did you walk in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you walk out? Yeah. <laughs> um, are you going to go again? Yeah. Okay. You're going to walk in? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to walk out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> great talking to you. I bet the hours must fly by. Anyway, Chuck thinks that the figure is probably Shelley. Yeah, because, you know, it's always pulling pranks and wandering around. Not quite the same Even though, man, is he? Yeah. Same shape? No, no, that's totally mm-hmm. a little different there. Yeah, size, width. Width? I'm glad you said width. I thought you could say girth for a second. He turns and walks right into Chili. She wants to give Shelly a taste. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I thought you had a big bowl of Chili. Just walk straight into it. <laughs> that's a bit hot. Worse, he's a vegetarian. Oh. She wants to give Shelley a taste of his own medicine and drags Chuck off to the barn. Here we go again. Off to the barn. They creep into the barn, looking around. Chili picks up an axe and jumps out, but nobody's there. They head out, but Jason is watching. He's a master of... uh, He means better than Predator, isn't he? Watching. You've got to admit, he's a patient guy. He is very patient. Until yeah. he, until he's not, you know, until his urge gets too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Vera, meanwhile, is sitting on the little dock, dangling her feet in the water. 
Like, I suddenly, didn't know there was a med. I didn't know there was a medical guy in this film. Doc. <laughs> Question. So, yes. What? Why? Why does Jason do all this watching? Why don't you just kill people straight away? Because well, he can. He's building up the excitement. What's he waiting for? He's like a kid, isn't oh. he? He's got the mental. He's like uh, the mental capacity of a small child, hasn't he? It's a game to him. All this. Right. That was good, wasn't got it? Got it. No, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> buying it. Suddenly an arm reaches out from the water and grabs at her. Screaming, she jumps to her feet. Who's in the water? Who is in the water? Who is in the water? We're not doing a whole, you know, Abbott and Costello stuff, are we? Because, <laughs> you know, I know we're dated in this retrospection, but... <laughs> we're dating? When did that happen? No. Thank God. That was a bit weird then. She slowly backs away. When a man wearing a hockey mask and carrying a harpoon gun jumps out of the water, finally the iconic hockey mask makes an appearance. Yes, and the iconic harpoon and the, yep. gun. But wait, this isn't Jason. No. Guess who it is? Go on, I bet you can't guess. Oh, oh, oh no, no, let me think about it. So, 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 so we've got her on the thing. Her in the thing. It's not, is it? It's Ooh, not. I think is it, it is. Shelley? It is. Is it Shelley? It's Shelley. Oh. He's doing oh, another one of his great guy. ones. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yep. Uh, Theory's unimpressed. Yep. 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 Because she says to him, uh, what, why do you do this? And he says, I have to do it. And she says, no, you don't. But he is right. He has to do this because otherwise this film would have no jump scares whatsoever. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. And she tells him that she'd like him anyway. Yeah, 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 without the, the hockey mask and the mm -hmm. rubber knife. And and how long was he under the water for? That is a good question. Maybe he's got a very big lung. And where did he swim from? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Don't, right. don't, 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 don't think about it. Oh, don't. Okay. Anyway, he storms off and she sits back down on the dock. Mm. Guess where Shelley goes? We've got the house. Mm -hmm. We've got the van. Mm -hmm. We've got the barn. Mm-hmm. Now, the most popular place in town is the barn. That's right. That's right. He's heading off to yeah. that barn. That's yeah. where all the action is. He looks through the window, calling out for chuck and chili. It's a great flavor, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I want, I want some chuck and I want some chili right now. <laughs> but he gets no reply. So he goes inside. Because you would. It's that barn. Yeah. Yeah. And we get another fake jump scare, don't we? We do, yeah, yeah. Can't remember what it was, and I didn't write it down at this point. Is it a cat? No, no, there's no cat in this film. Oh. They missed that one thing. <laughs> it's the only thing they didn't use. Back on the dock, Vera pulls out Shelley's wallet, looking at pictures, but she accidentally drops it into the lake. She moves to a shallow part and wades in to retrieve it, as a man walks out of the barn carrying the harpoon gun and wearing the hockey mask. Now, she thinks it's Shelley messing about again, even though he's dressed completely mm -hmm. differently. He's taller, taller, and he's not as fat. Right. He's bigger build, generally. Anyway, she apologises to him for dropping his wallet in the water, but the man raises the gun and fires the harpoon directly into the camera, directly into the camera, on a wire. Yep, yep. It goes straight into Vera's eye, killing her. Aye, aye. <clears throat> aye, aye. Just gonna keep doing. I wanna keep doing that every time there's an eye thing. It's Jason at last. 
Hey, what are we, 30 minutes from the end of the film? Yeah, that's right. It's a cracking shot, though. You mean it's a good theatrical shot, or it's a good no, aim by Jason? It's a good aim from Jason, considering that he's oh. probably never held a harpoon gun in his life. Well, here's the question. What is Jason? Is he come some kind of, like, creature, demon? Is there, is there magic, or...? In... No, we, we've encountered Jason before in, in, on the podcast. We did Jason X a few years ago. Do you remember that one? The one in space? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I didn't think he did. I didn't think he did. Now, by that point, he is kind of a supernatural creature, but I think in these early movies, he's just supposed to be a man. A very robust okay. man. A very robust. But he's just a man. I think that okay. changes in the in the movie where... He gets brought back by lightning. Ah, all right. Because <laughs> then he's kind of right, a zombie so... creature type thing. So. Yep. So, so his aim, yeah. So his aim is really good then. It it's is not supernatural. It? And with one eye, as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 He turns and he heads for the house. Meanwhile, Andy and Debbie are finishing up in the hammock. That's the best one yet, she tells him. Although I suspect that she probably says that every time. Maybe, yeah. You're used to that, right? Hmm. <laughs> the best one what, anyway? The best hammock? Yeah, maybe. Mm. But no, she, she's not, she does never used a hammock before, so it's not That's that, true. Paul. It's not that. I wonder what it could be. Yeah. Is it you, me, or the hammock, she asks. I vote for me, he replies smugly. I vote for the hammock, she deadpans back. Yeah, she's actually the best actor in this film. Yes, not for long. No. <laughs> anyway, she goes... Oh, to no, a... no, even when she's dead, she's still better. <laughs> <laughs> she, she goes to take a shower. Always a bad move as Jason creeps up the stairs. Mm. We get more boobs. Just saying. Not Jason's. No, 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 he keeps his... It sounded like yeah. it was. Someone creeps into the bathroom. But it's only Andy walking on his hands for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. He did it earlier in the film. He just keeps doing it. We he don't does. know why. You know, I know why. So why? he can die in the way he dies in a moment. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. all right. He asks her if she wants a beer and then utters the immortal line, I'll be right back. Yes, yes. Never say that in these films. No. If Scream taught you anything, it's that. Yep, don't say that. She walks. Uh, uh, also, don't say, yeah, I'd love to do your film. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's toot, toot, yeah. Very important life lesson. So, yeah. he, so he walks back out on his hands as Vera continues to have her shower. On the landing, Andy, still on his hands, mm -hmm. suddenly looks up into the eyes of Jason or the eye of Jason. Mm -hmm. He brings his weapon down with a huge crash right between Andy's legs. I think this yeah, is the best, the, the best kill in the movie. I think it's got heft to it. Well, it's also the the one where they actually put some effort into it because what they seem to do is they had him do a handstand on a piece of glass and put the camera under the glass, pointing upwards. Yeah, yeah, and you get. Or I suppose you could have put the glass over the top of him <clears throat> and do it downwards, but. That's what they shot it through glass. It, it's, it's, it looks pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah. The shot yeah. When, when he brings it down on him. 
You feel you, it feels yeah. heavy and 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 weighty as well. It's, it's nice to see some imagination. I know. I think that's the last moment though. Unnerved. First and last. Yes. Unnerved at the quiet, Vera finishes her shower, and for a moment, the filmmaker trades on our psycho expectations here. I think, doesn't he? Mm. I think we get a bit of a homage to it. He'd probably say it's a homage. Yeah, he probably would. But no, she finishes her shower off and dries off. Still talking to Andy, who doesn't answer. Yeah, because she says, oh, I don't want that beer after all. That's right. And at that point, all of Paul's interest in that character diminished. <laughs> I was thinking, I'll take it. <laughs> what, I was, what was I thinking? I had one there. Um, yeah. I mean, throwing on a rope. You've got another hand, though. If you've got a beer and you've got another hand, what's that hand for, Paul? Holding another beer. <laughs> That's true. I'm glad you went with that. Yeah. Throwing on a robe, she goes to look for him, but he's nowhere. She picks up a copy of Fangoria and settles into the hammock. Nice little meta moment there. I think that she's flicking through and there's an, an interview with Tom Savini on one of the pages. I believe so, yes. Suddenly blood drips onto the page. It's Jason hiding behind her, forcing his blade up through her from behind. Can I also, because uh, this is going to turn up later, the blood drips down onto it and she says... Where's that coming from? <laughs> I mean, above you, love. It's it's blood. <laughs> it's coming from above you. That is right, yes. Right. Stripping. But she's not the only one who says that. It happens again later in the film. You'll have to point that out then. All right. Now, this death is a bit like Kevin Bacon's famous death in the first movie, isn't it? He's Crispy? He's, I'm sorry? Crispy. <laughs> so he's he's laying on a bed and Jason, uh, but he isn't Jason. Jason's mother pushes spoilers. Right. Pushes the knife up through his um, throat from underneath. Right. So I think that's what they were probably again yep. homaging. All right. Well, you can homage yourself. You, can. you do that all the time, don't you? Um, well, who else is going to do it for me? I don't see you homaging me very it, often. It is called homaging when you use the whip, right? I believe so. Ah, okay. Right. Either that or I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, or it's just homage, it's just French for cheese. <laughs> I think there's an F on it. It's close. It's close, yeah. Yeah, it's fromage. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. I know. It's close. I know. Make the joke. I know. We cut back to Rick and Chris. Yeah, they're still out. Are we still doing this? We film? are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Just keep going. Nobody will notice. All right. We cut back to Rick and All Chris. Right. Yeah, they're still outside. They head back mm. to the house. Inside, Chuck. He's making 3D popcorn. He is making 3D popcorn. Mm. It flies everywhere. It does. It does. Was, yeah. that, was this good in 3D? Because we should say you watched the movie in 3D, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of cheap thrill 3D. Yeah. It's not like clever or sophisticated like the ones you see these days. <laughs> It's very much just pointy face ones. You're not going to get clever and sophistication in a Friday the Thirteenth film, are you? No, no. But but it's I enjoyed like the eyeball in the in the face yeah. and all that kind of thing and the credits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I can't say it's like a roller coaster. Oh. It was fun while it happened. Okay. I'm glad you got something out of it. Chili mm. enters, saying that she heard screaming. Probably Debbie having an orgasm. He says, "How come you never scream when we have sex?" He asks. 
Give me something to scream about, she retorts. That's cold. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Nice little banter. It though. is, it is. These two are quite good, actually. This should, should have been about them. <gasps> oh, actually, Chuck and Chili. <laughs> You'd watch that, I would you? watch that, yes. You make me hungry, though. Chuck and Chili go camping. Mm, I'd love it. Yeah. Suddenly the lights go out, and she sends him reluctantly to the cellar to check the fuse. He goes down to the cellar. It's dark and it's dank. There's water on the floor for some reason. He looks around for the fuse box, getting scared by what looks like a, a stuffed skunk, or some animal of some kind anyway. Yeah. And then he starts ogling a cartoon poster of a naked woman. That's right, he does, mm -hmm. yeah. Back inside, Chili hears a noise, and thinking that it's Chuck who's come back, she opens the door, but in staggers Shelley, gasping for breath, throat cut. Chili thinks it's one of his pranks, telling him, nice makeup job. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. But it's not this time, is it? Oh, no. The no. worst has happened. Oh, no. The worst has happened. Well, no, not Shelley. Not the prankster. Yeah. Unfortunately, I hate to break this to you, but he collapses and he's dead. No! Shelley! Can we do it again? Can, like Star Trek can you do it again with more feeling this time? Once more with feeling, please, Colin. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> I have to imagine someone close to me mm -hmm. is dead to, to really mm -hmm. feel it. Okay, got it. No! It's fine until you started doing that weird breathing thing at the end, but that was all right. It's a bit yodely, but it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking of uh, this guy I know who likes to wear lederhosen and sing about little old ladies. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll call you. All right. <laughs> we'll call you. What, what, what will you call me? <laughs> <laughs> That's for me to know, and you. You not to. Back in the cellar, oh. Chuck is confronted by Jason, who tosses him into the fuse box. It electrocutes him, causing the lights to fluctuate in the house. Realising that Shelley is dead, Chili screams around the rest of the house, stumbling into more bodies being before being impaled by Jason on a red-hot poker. Pokers are always red-hot, aren't they? Well, that's the way you want your poker, isn't it? I suppose it is, yeah. You need a hot tip. Oh, have you got one for the Grand National? <laughs> I wonder where we were going to go with that. Rick and Chris make it back to the house. They find the burning popcorn and the lights are all out. Rick explores, but he finds nobody as Chris starts to clean the kitchen for some reason. Rick takes a look outside and as Chris double checks the house before going outside to look for Rick, she calls his name. But we see that around the corner, Jason has Rick his hand covering his mouth. Yeah, but Rick says, I'm going to check outside. Mm -hmm. She says, I'll come, I'll come with you. I'll come, and she starts to like go with him. But then there's a delay between her going out because then she starts doing other things. The scene doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't no. work. Almost like they did the dialogue. They did the scene with the dialogue and then realized that they need to separate him briefly so that he can... Yeah, because in reality, she should be right behind him. That's right, yeah. 
You're thinking about it again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Chris goes back inside. Now, we come to what I think is probably either the stupidest moment in the film or the greatest moment in the film. Because Jason lifts Rick up by his head and uses what he seems to have now is superhuman strength. <laughs> this is why I was asking earlier, like, is he a yeah. supernatural being? But yeah. he does this a lot in later movies. You know, he, he becomes, right. he is superhuman. But in this, he's still just a man. He, he squeezes Rick's head so hard that one of his eyeballs shoots out of his head right into the camera. Yep. Yep, it does. Yeah. It, it It's really cheesy. It looks really cheesy. But it's a great gag. I thought it was really it good. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Chris goes upstairs, following the water that's now overflowing from the bathroom. Mm. And she finds the bathtub filled with blooded water and clothes. It's nice that uh, Jason was trying to tidy up and wash up after himself. Yeah, he just didn't do a very good job, right? He didn't, know. She runs back down and heads out looking for Rick. She finds a body. It's the gimpy gang member from earlier. He's hanging from a tree. Oh. Yeah, he he drops from the he tree. Drops. He's like a he's like a biker piñata. He is. She whacks him with a stick and like toys come out of his mouth. <laughs> Bits of candy and all sorts. Yeah, yeah all sorts. Yeah, <laughs> just keeps hitting him. Woohoo! They all join in, take turns. <laughs> I'd like that. I'd like one of those. Yeah. She runs back inside and goes to secure the windows and the doors, panicking and calling out for Rick. Suddenly, Jason just lobs Rick's body through the window. Okay, he does, yeah. Jason steps inside. Screaming, she runs upstairs and topples a load of books onto Jason's head, which seems to phase him for a second. So he's super strong, yeah. but a few paperbacks <laughs> but... seem to be his kryptonite, don't they? And that, that is all that hits him, is a few paperbacks. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah Chris goes to hide in what looks like a, a laundry room of some kind because there's, there's all like bits of carpet and, and sheets hanging in this room I don't know what it is I thought it was a laundry room yeah. only to discover that there are more bodies that have been placed there when did Jason do all this? yeah I don't know when he tied it up you know there's, there's actually no... there's actually a really good movie called um, Behind the Mask the Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, that's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek meta story set in a world where people like Jason and Michael Myers are all real. Uh, and it goes into... It's like a documentary. This camera crew following this guy. As he's planning what he's going to do, he sets up the whole mm -hmm. situation, what he's going to do. And, and it, it's actually quite funny because he goes into all the planning and the boredom it takes just to set up a killing spree like this. And having to hang bodies right. from things when nobody's looking and he's running around the corner. And it's actually quite funny. I could just, I, I, was, I was thinking this is what Jason could be doing. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't even move that fast. He never runs. Oh, then he does when he wants to. No, we well, never see him run, but he pops up quickly. Did you ever play the, the computer game that came out a couple of years ago? The Friday the 13th game? No. You could teleport. No. <laughs> if you played as Jason. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, well, maybe that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Anyway, Chris sees Jason advancing down the hall. He starts to chop through the door as Chris removes a knife from one of the corpses and sticks it into Jason's hand. She then forces him back down the corridor, swinging the blade. I, I love how the actor playing Jason almost gives a, a what-the-fuck feel to the way he's reacting to her. Almost like, this isn't how you're supposed to behave, as he's ducking back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. She stabs him in the leg and runs into another room just as he removes the blade and throws it at her, missing. He can throw knives now as well. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not got a harpoon. He's better with that. He is. He is. She smashes a window and climbs out, but he grabs her. Her shirt tears and she falls to the floor. Grabbing a block of wood, she brains him with it as he steps out of the door. It's all getting a bit Frank Spencer-ish now, this, isn't it? Because he, he falls forwards through the uh, railings <laughs> he of, does, the, yes. of the deck. It's yeah. a, a proper pratfall as well that he does, isn't it? Yeah. She runs to the van and starts to drive away. She almost mows Jason down in the process. He just dives out of the way at the last moment. How did he get in front of her? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, teleported. teleported. Yeah. Why didn't she just drive into him? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. The engine dies. Just as she's crossing the, the rickety bridge that we saw earlier in the movie. Ah. Jason now seems to be hobbling towards her. Oh. That'll be those books. Yeah, yeah, that paperbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing that the tank is empty, she flicks a switch, but suddenly Jason grabs her through the window. Fighting him off, she rolls up the window, trapping his arm, and jumps out of the opposite door. But Jason has a head for such a situation, literally, because he headbutts the window. <laughs> well, you would. Well, it gets him out of it, doesn't it? Yeah. Chris runs to the barn. She bars the door, just as Jason arrives. But he manages to get inside. He starts to search for her. But she somehow managed to climb above and is balancing on an overhead beam. Yeah, and I'm only going to mention this, but his searching is just... He actually goes... There's a cupboard that's open and it's got chairs in it. And he sticks his head in and starts throwing the chairs out. There's no way she's hiding in there, mate. And then he's just going around like throwing furniture that she couldn't possibly be hiding behind. Well, he's frustrated. He's not thinking right. Also, didn't he use the beams himself to drop down on people earlier he did he did is he forgotten that he did this he's like oh where can she be she's hiding so well it's very cartoony isn't it yeah but unfortunately chris is unable to hang on she slips she lands right on top of jason and they crumple down on in a heap together don't they yeah jason chases her with his big chopper and she runs up to the top of the barn grabs a shovel and hides behind a bale of hay just as Jason arrives looking for her. She springs out and slams the shovel into his head <laughs> and he falls to the ground. This is a comedy now, isn't it? For me, it turned into a comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just being smacked mm-hmm. and falling over and getting up. Quickly, she hooks the winch rope around his neck and she swings him out, hanging him. Yeah, he's well hung. He is. He's dead, right? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. You'd think so. think so. Well, she thinks so because she climbs down. Yeah. She gets the barn door open and she's confronted by a, a swinging Jason. I don't mean he's like, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe he's swapping his wife yeah, for somebody else. Yeah, you never know, throwing his keys into, maybe he's a, that kind yeah, of swinger. Keys into a into a big, into a big uh, bowl, you know. Yeah. Take my mother. <laughs> no, go on, take her. Just a red. <laughs> Don't need rest of her. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Nobody loves her. Nobody. Just a dead. Why is he? Why is he from Yorkshire all of a sudden? 
Oh, because he's, he's, he's also, he's a, he's a stand-up. Oh, right, okay. That's <laughs> Jay. Jay. You don't know this about Jason. This is his backstory. He's actually a northern comic. He's a northern comic, is he? Moved to America after he ended up just doing Panto and the pier at Blackpool. Oh, okay. I must have missed that then. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. But Jason suddenly springs back to life. He struggles against the rope around his neck. And this is where we get a shot of his face. As he removes the mask for a moment, for some reason, to look at her. Mm. It's funny. We never seem to settle on a definitive design for Jason's face in these films. He always looks different every time you see it. Maybe. Oh, well, you know what they'll do in Jason 600. They'll make it a Jason universe and tell you that it's multiple dimensional <laughs> versions of Jason. That's good. And they'll all come into one, into one universe, mm. all these Jasons. That's the new thing. Mm. Freeing himself, he advances on Chris. She falls to her knees in terror. But what's this? Ali? You remember Ali? The guy that got pummeled? The, the, the guy hit, hit with the wrench multiple times and is clearly dead. That guy? He's not dead. Oh, what's a wrench made of plastic? He just springs up all of a sudden. Where's he been for the last hour? Unconscious then. Right, yeah, we assume so, yeah, yeah. Or he teleported, maybe he's another Jason. Might be, might be. He grabs Jason, only to get his hand lopped off for his trouble, and then he gets chopped up for, for good this time. Oh, okay. So his comeback was absolutely pointless. He may as well have just died in that previous scene. Yep, yep. Chris grabs an axe while Jason is distracted with dismemberment, and she slams it right into his head. But he still keeps coming. But no, this time he falls to the floor. He's dead. End of the film. Unfortunately, there's a bit more. Oh, Chris, Chris right. goes outside and climbs into a canoe. It's morning and she's asleep in the boat, floating a little way from the house. She wakes, screaming, but it's a nightmare. She screams as something slams into the boat, but it's just a log. Playing with our expectations from the first movie, this. From the end of the first movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it would be like, it's a nightmare. She, she's woken from the nightmare. She's no longer in this film. She's actually <laughs> auditioning for TJ Hooker. <laughs> that, that's a whole other set of uh, problems for her, but we'll, we'll leave that one there. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. She pushes the log away. Suddenly she looks up at the house and she sees Jason's bloodied face stirring back at her through the window. Ooh. He scratches to get out, but she panics and tries to paddle away. <laughs> he's just scratching himself. <laughs> what do you mean? How's that going to well, go? Do you mean he scratches the window? Yes. Like clawing the window? Oh, said, okay. He was just going, ooh, got, ooh, got a terrible itch. He, right between the boobs. I said he scratches to get out. <laughs> yeah, he scratches. Ooh. Scratching my legs. <laughs> Got itch. It's got bad skin. That's why I kill. Yeah, that's why I kill. Got an itch. Got an itch for killing. Well, <laughs> Need scratching. You've got to scratch that itch, haven't you? Yeah. He smashes through the door, but then he's suddenly gone. Did she imagine it? Oh, did she? It's over. But is it? Mother Voorhees' rotting corpse, complete with head, blasts up from the water, grabs Chris and starts to pull her down. We dissolved to Ooh. later. 
We don't dissolve. We dissolve to light. Yes, <laughs> I do. We. Who are you, mate? <laughs> I'm staying fully solid. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, yep. We dissolve. Uh, we uh, dissolve to later, as the place is swarming with police. It looks like she's the only one left alive, one cop says. What was all that about a lady in the lake? asks another cop. But they think she must be traumatised after her ordeal, and they lead her away, screaming and crying. Yeah. Wiki Fandom says she screams and laughs hysterically and the audience wonders if the events cost Chris her sanity. Not this audience, mate. This audience is wondering if he can get his money back. <laughs> and as they drive away, we're nearly over. As they drive away, mm. we slowly pan to the body of Jason on the barn floor, still with the axe in his head. And that's the end. Yeah. Of Friday the 13th, part three, or Friday the 13th, part 3D, as it was known at the time. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. That's good. So, Paul, what did you think of Friday the 13th, part three? Well, you know that out of the two of us, I'm the horror fan. No, I think the phrase was horrifying. But oddly, I've never been a huge fan of slasher films. Does that include the others like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> if I had to pick a favourite of the genre, I would say that it's John Carpenter's Halloween is is the top mm. is the top tier. Right, right. Friday the Thirteenth. Having said all that, Friday the Thirteenth is a franchise that's it is always one that, that I have enjoyed on and off. I think mm-hmm. that that's probably because for me, the very much akin to the old Universal Monster movies of the 30s. Now, stay with me on this. You know, things like The Mummy and The Wolfman, where the character would terrorise a bunch of interchangeable characters and get bumped off only to be brought back in the next film. And Hammer did the same thing later Ah. as well with Dracula. Mm. Mm -hmm. Jason is a force of nature, like those old monsters in those movies. He's not wisecracking. He's not trying to be cool. And as far as this one goes, I'd have liked to have seen it in 3D like you did. Just because they make such a big deal out of it. <laughs> Every opportunity. It's, yeah. it's incredibly silly. The characters are mostly annoying in this. But that's the point of them, I think. You're supposed to be rooting for Jason. You're not supposed to care about any of these people. There's one or two right. good kills. The main one, the, the main best one being the one in, with the handstand that we talked about. And I, I think it's a, it's quite a funny film. Some of it's intentional, a lot of it isn't. Um, I do think it's kind of, I do think it's self-aware. I think the director is, he, he is aware of, of what he's doing. I think so, you yeah. think? I mean, just look at, hmm, just look okay. at the other horror movies he's made. I mean, he, he knows his stuff when it comes to making these kind of films, obviously. And that, right. that, that theme tune is just an A-plus for me. I love that theme tune. Theme mm-hmm. tune is good, yeah. Bit out of place, but it is good. I think that's why I like it, because you're not expecting it. <laughs> when it comes on in the, uh, the beginning, you don't, you're, you're not expecting that music to play on this movie, are you? Well, I don't know, because for me, it, well, it, it set up a false idea of what's going to follow. <laughs> you thought it was going to be a... <laughs> I thought, oh, well, we're into some real wackiness yeah. now. 
Yeah, I can see that. Oh, no, we're not. So all in all for me, is it a hit? There's only one sensible answer, mate. I, I enjoy it, but it's not the best in the fri- Friday the 13th um, series. Um, and if I'm honest, no, it's not a hit. But that doesn't mean I don't get something out of it when I watch it, because I do. Right. Yeah. But I don't think it's a hit. I don't think you could actually say it's a hit in any no. <laughs> shape or form. No. No. <laughs> no. So what about you? I think I think I know what you're going to say, but go on. I love this film. It's a perfect example. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's my Josie and the Pussycats, the movie review. Sorry. <laughs> um, normally in our summations, we talk about the plot, the characters, the acting, but just doing that would require more effort than anybody involved in this film actually used while making it. <laughs> I don't know. You said about the fact you like Jason because he's not wisecracking mm-hmm. or wacky. That's why I don't really like Jason because mm-hmm. he's, he's boring. There's nothing to him. If you had told me this is the first Friday the 13th film, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. And I would never have known it's not because it's so like basic and simple that it does not feel like the third film in a series. Mm-hmm. You think it feels like it's like this? Well, this is like the cheap one that you've made with your friends before you actually make the real yeah. one. This is like, this is like you know, Mad Max and Road Warrior. Although those are good films, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. You make one, Evil Dead. You know, this is your Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and then the others will be your Evil Dead too. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's the first film in a series. How's that possible? <laughs> Why can nobody act? You know? Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I just, I found it a little boring, to be honest. I didn't like any of the characters. I don't like Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also watch it in 3D, as we mentioned, and that was kind of fun to see the, the effects. Mm-hmm. But you could have been just watching scenes of effects in 3D and got the same kind of thrill from it. Yeah. I want more inventive kills. Uh, I, I want, you do get that later. No, you get one. No, I, no, I want all... Yeah, oh, you mean later movie. in the series. Well, I, I can't talk about that. I'm just reviewing this mm-hmm. film. I want characters I care about or find amusing or miss when they die or can even tell them apart would be nice. That is, that is a problem in this movie, yeah. Yeah, and I want a villain that's strong, interesting, or funny, quirky. I, that's what I want, and I don't get any of that. So for me, it's a miss. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Throws Mike down, walks out room. Oh, there we go. Even if you even if you compare this film to the other films in the series, there must be better films than this one. And there are. There are. Jason right. X was a better movie than this. All right. Well, on that note, have a happy Halloween. Unless it's not Halloween, then have a happy whatever day it is. We could just do every day now. Have a happy Monday. <laughs> have a happy Tuesday. Have a happy Wednesday. You know, we could just keep going. Then we we'll do the months. And then the years. What do you think? We should start 1939 and move upwards. Could be a while. You want to yeah, start now? Yeah, take us a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start now. Oh, go on. Do it. 
So thank you for listening. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you download this podcast. And you can also listen to all the themes and songs from the films and shows that we review on our Spotify playlist. Thank you to our current patron supporters. And until next time, goodbye. Bye. Happy 1949, happy 1940, happy 1942, happy 1943, happy 1944, happy 1945, happy 1946, you know what I'm going to do all this, happy 1947, happy 1948, happy 1949, I'm stopping at 1970, I'm not going any further. <sighs>